Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yeah, if you can simplify some things, you can help some players will definitely be able to play better. I feel like that is affects some guys work in some offenses better than others. At the end of the day, you know, some guys are more smart than the others as well. So some guys need a little bit more help. Gabe Davis, as the Bills get ready to take on the hapless Patriots. We haven't laughed at them enough in this show yet. We haven't. We haven't at all. I got mad about the Bills. We talked about mad our, at our team more. Yeah, I got mad at our team more, our teams more, and then we talked to some lovely guests, and um and, and we have not been able to laugh at the Patriots yet. So um, we'll do that in a little bit. This is Sports Talk Saturday. Derek Kramer, Frank Arcuri, Evan DePasquale on the board and with your updates here this afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Thanks to everyone that called in the first hour. We got a lot of engagement from you guys as well. Uh, thanks to our two guests, Joe Yurden and Greg Thompson. If you missed those, guess what? We have the Odyssey app, and you can rewind. And instead of listening to me in live time, you can listen to me asking them questions and hearing their insight and their wisdom to help uh, – help understand more of what has been going right and wrong with the two Buffalo teams so far as their seasons have been going underway. You can also catch up with those things and all of our segments of any show, not just Sports Talk Saturday, anything that you might have missed on Jeremy and Joe, Shopping Bulldog, One Bills Live, Sabres Live, any of them. It's all on demand on our website at WGR550.com. Frank, let's get this over with so that I can laugh at the Patriots. Okay. We got to go around the NFL. All right. As we always do. As we do. Let's do it. And Evan beautifully kicks it off. And we kick it off with the Browns and the Colts. The Browns just elevated P.J. Walker from the practice squad, which means that there's another potential chance that uh, Deshaun Watson doesn't play. Oh, no, you hate to see it. I'm so... How bad can a trade look when the player gets all this guaranteed money throughout the entirety of his contract? You gave up all these assets and picks to get him. And when he does play, it hasn't been very good. It's been one game. Thanks, Titans, by the way. Really appreciate you making the garbage man look actually decent. Um, Could you say that the Texans now have... A better quarterback than the Browns? Yes, they do. Statistically, absolutely. C.J. Stroud. Statistically, yeah. C.J. Stroud has, he's top 10 in passing yardage. He only has one interception on the year, which was fumbled back to them. Hilarious. And they're in contention with the AFC South. 
Not that Cleveland isn't in contention with the North. That is something that is real. Um, both teams are sitting there third in Cleveland. their respective de- divisions. Uh, Houston at 3-3. Three three. Yep. Cleveland 3-2. Three three two. Two. Yeah. Indy's 3-2 and two going into this game. Um, yeah, but yeah. I mean, It's everything. But Houston's also getting younger. They have a rookie quarterback. They have next year's... Uh, they traded away their uh, first rounder this year, but they're trying to speed up what is supposed to be a promising rebuild and speed it up they have. They're a legitimate threat um, for the next couple of years with the South. Uh, Indy's got a, uh, Indy has they just promise, keep going. and Jacksonville's got to look over their shoulder because yep. these two teams, each drafting a young quarterback that showed the most promise. Uh, hey, CJ Stroud, good for him so far. All right, but this game. Cleveland Indy, uh, unfortunately, Anthony Richardson's out for the year. Yeah, and that's shoulder injury. We are robbed of that one. Yeah, oh, I know. <laughs> so Gardner Minshew, Gardner versus Minshew, PJ versus, Walker. But um, the scary Cleveland defense probably helps take that one away. Cleveland's three and a half point favorites. Washington and New York Giants. The Giants coming in here. Um, good but news. You're taking Cleveland in that. I mean, I'm not really doing picks anymore after you um, destroyed me the first week of the year. <laughs> So we're not worrying about okay, that. Okay, fine. I'm not putting anything else on okay, record fine, fine, other fine. than I say enough things that are incorrect. I don't need to keep putting them out there. <laughs> That's true, you do. And also because we don't always do picks every week. So consistency is not there. Speaking of inconsistency, um, <laughs> commanders and giants, I mean, I like the idea of the giants actually winning a game here because they're coming off of what was – Probably a, a nice, tough game for them. Mm-hmm. Um, really testing their metal. And Washington's defense is not Buffalo's. Uh, Washington has allowed a lot of offenses to get into rhythms. I do think that this allows... I mean, the Bears were able to keep going. The Bears beat... I mean, the Bears were facing off with the Broncos. And then they beat the Commanders. So I don't think that this game is going to be... It's not our trombone. But this one could be ugly in the sense of, you know, just a lot happening. Detroit and Baltimore, we got the Lions, we got the Ravens. Uh, two teams that are matchup. fascinating matchup, but I do think that the Lions are the overall better team, and I do, I do believe too. that they're going to be able to handle Baltimore here, which would then further muddle the AFC North, by the way. Baltimore sitting at 4-2 and two at the top of that division. Atlanta against Tampa Bay, uh, this is a fascinating matchup in the sense of how the Falcons have wins. Desmond Ritter is awful. He is so bad at football or at least at quarterback, um, that his lows are so low. Uh, and yet, the Falcons are 3-3 three and three and a half game back of the division. Baker Mayfield and the Bucks. I mean, you had plenty of time to prepare here. But this still might be the worst division in football again. Saints are 3-4. and four. They have the best point differential at plus 6. Falcons are 3-3. Three and three. They have a minus 21. Granted, point differential does tend to lie sometimes, like the Bills. Yeah. Um, Bills are sitting at four and two. They have the second best in the entire league. They're not even the Falcons, leaders of their own division. Falcons defense, I think, is still like sneaky good. It's good. Yeah. Um, but it's not so that good, Frank. Keep, no, it's not like it's the best in the league. But it's, it's enough. Not, but it's going to be enough to keep them in these divisional games. It's also not even that competent. Sometimes they've let up 120 points. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens there. I think Tampa. Ultimately, we'll take that one, though. All right, Evan, are we ready? Because I don't think the world is ready. And there it is. (laughs) Welcome 
to Brian Hoyer against Tyson Badgent. That's your quarterback matchup. The only way this could have been better is if Nathan Peterman was starting under center for Chicago. We are being robbed of true we, greatness. We were robbed of we that. We are robbed of true greatness right now. We were robbed. Because Peterman uh. also... This would also be a Peterman revenge game, question mark. Yes, it would Because he did, play, he did serve some time with the, uh, with the Raiders as well. This game has the uh, potential to be the train wreck everyone wants and deserves. Especially because the Bears already played a train wreck game that was what everyone wanted and deserved against the Broncos. A game where they had a three-score lead and collapsed. There it is. The Bears, especially with the fact that, like, thank goodness they have Carolina's pick because they need to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, they've found ways to lose games that are just fascinating at this point. And on the other side of it, Vegas already uninspiring to start without Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, they were uninspiring The thing is, them. somehow, they're 3-3. Three and three. I don't know how. And they have a minus 31 point differential. <laughs> so a whole bunch of mid-teams are winning games. And I don't understand how. Welcome to the MFL, Mid-Football League. And that's a, good way to, that's, the, that's a good way to wrap that one up. I was going to say, the over-under, by the way, is 37 and a half. Ew. But let's move on to better and brighter things. Like, for example, the 4 o'clock games, uh, Pittsburgh and the LA Rams. Uh, this one, if you have fantasy options, um, buyer beware with the Rams, for example. I mean, Puka, Puka Nakua finally had his first dud of the year. Um, as that as that story has been fun to witness, Cooper Cup finally took back what was his. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Steelers' defense continues to will this Pittsburgh team into wins that they shouldn't have. They're getting Pittsburgh's three and two. They're three and two. They're getting Deontay Johnson. Also a minus well. thirty-one point differential, by the oh. way. Teams yeah, that are winning football games don't deserve to win these football games. And we'll talk about one of the teams with the wor- with among the worst in a bit. Um, but anyway, moving on. NFC West battle: Seattle, Arizona. Seahawks have a chance to really. Uh, kind of establish themselves once again as that second team in the West. Um, the Rams have been putting them in a nice little scare, but I do think that, you know, facing Arizona gives you another chance to really reassert yourselves as that playoff team that you were track. a year ago. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, ooh, Green Bay, Denver. Oh, boy. Um, uh, this, this might be a surprise to say I might see Denver winning their second game here. Green Bay has fallen back to earth. They are very inconsistent. That's what happens when you have a young quarterback. And I do think that they have a chance. But again, this all comes down to Jordan Love. And can he can he cook against a historically inept defense? That'll be it. That's That'll going to be, be the thing. big story there. Yeah. Russell Wilson has played better. And yes. better is going to help you win football games. But the problem is, is that they can't. Denver continues to let up points in ways that is uh, astounding to the point where how Kansas City only scored 19. I've got to think that they were just trying out things because they were bored. Speaking of Kansas City, they take on the LA Chargers at 425. Man, what it, what harsh, cruel way will the Chargers lose this time? Because that's how they play Kansas City. Kansas City is five and a half point favorites for good reason. 
and but yet the Chargers I, are just going to lose by three somehow. This somehow, exactly. That's how, yeah. that's what's going to happen. Yeah, take the Chargers with the points. They always do this. That that would be my advice. Uh, Chargers with the points because they always do. Herbert's this. either going to throw a, a bad interception at the worst time, or Brandon or, Staley's finally going to get blown up for his incompetence. Yeah, he's going to do a fourth down call, fourth and one on his own, like thirty nine. And it gets blown up, and then Mahomes goes down, scores a winning touchdown. Yeah, and they always do this. Yeah. And for two games, the for two games in a row, the Chargers got away with it. If they against lose the Vikings and Raiders, if they lose this game, is Brandon Staley's job on the line? Depends on how. Um, if he Close does three point loss, if he no. does what we predict, which is put them in a position to lose, yes, absolutely. Um, and even if they lose overall, that falls to two and four. So it's not a great look. I still think he gets fired at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. I would say at the end of the year, especially with how they're currently tracking. Sunday Night Football, you've got the marquee matchup. It's the marquee matchup. The Eagles against the uh, Dolphins, Philadelphia hosting after falling from the ranks of the undefeated. So, well, good news. That pressure's off of you. Um, And now... You face a Miami team that continues to be a buzzsaw on offense. They continue to be a problem, but Philadelphia's defense is quietly one of the better units in the league. It is. So this could be the third time that Miami's slowed down, but will it be enough? I mean, the Patriots slowed down Miami somehow, and we don't know at some point how that happened. But at the same time, Philadelphia, the inconsistency on offense kind of mirrors the Bills in a sense. Where they are a talented group. They have a bunch of great pass catchers. I'm very jealous of their weapons, by the way, at wide receiver. Go get me one of those. Uh, would be nice. It would be nice. But uh, Jalen Hurts sometimes does not do what he should. And it's really more or less a matter of can Jalen Hurts get a little bit more consistent right now. Seven touchdowns, seven interceptions on the year right now. So he's got to do better with getting points, finishing drives, getting into the end zone. Uh, the Eagles do run in for a lot of touchdowns too, but Hurts does have to be ultimately better in order to make sure that they can survive against Miami and that ridiculous offense that Mike McDaniel has Hertz put has, together. Hurts has also five running touchdowns himself. Yeah. So. so, but again, I do think that he needs to be better in the air because I think last week through a pick I, six. I think yeah, I, I think it's more ju- it's more yeah, just being smarter with the yeah. ball. Um, just be better with the football. Yeah, you're gonna need it. You can't turn the ball over against an offense that has been. Roided up like this one is. Miami does struggle on defense, on defense too, especially against these te- against these kind of teams. So this could be a game where the over under, by the way, is fifty one and a half. I, I believe s- it. I could see that over hitting. Miami's defense alone allows that to happen. Exactly. Like good good teams and good offenses can match them shot this'll, for shot. This will be the a Chargers game where, scored I mean, thirty four. Buffalo scored forty eight. Yeah. Um, when you have a good offense against this Miami team, people get reminded very quickly that Miami is not a good defense. Mm-hmm. This will be one of those games. It's going to be who's going to. It's just going to be this who's game, more consistent. This game might come down, might come down to yeah. It's going to come down to turnovers and maybe who has the ball last. Yeah, and that sometimes is exactly what you need for a Sunday night football. A get right game on Monday night for the San Francisco 49ers after losing to Cleveland last week. They get the Minnesota Vikings, a team that just cannot get out of their own way. Um, they are two and four, but um, man, they just. The monkey's paw from last year has come back to return uh, in full force. Every close game that this team has dealt with, um, they've almost lost all of them this year now. It's that. Justin Jefferson is out. So. Uh, it, it's going to hurt. It's kind of amazing that San Francisco's only six. And you get San six, Fran. It's kind of. 
interesting that San Francisco's only six and a half point favorites. They're six and a half road favorites. Road favorites, I know, but even still. That it still would mean like you're already predicting for the line to be a two score game mm-hmm. if the, if it was more than that. So I think that that is it's it's a fine one because the Vikings are still talented. Kirk Cousins has been doing things. It's just you know they haven't been able to keep it all together. Turnovers, more importantly, have been the biggest problem for Minnesota. All right, we gotta laugh at the Patriots a little bit, guys, and we need to figure out. What the heck is going on in New England other than just everything bad? It's... I don't... It's it's simple. Yeah, it's... The Patriots are bad now, guys. Yeah. This is a weird world to live in. That they're not just bad. They're comically inept. I guarantee you people are going to say, oh, they're just tanking so they can get Caleb Williams. Belichick's a genius. That's great. He's not going to be able to deal with them. He's not going to be able to have Caleb Williams. I feel like he's going to get fired if they get the number one pick. They're not going to fire him. They will not. They're not going to fire him. They will not. They won't fire him. He'll just resign or they'll mutually agree. Mutual part part ways. ways. That's That's the term that I've been using. And I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I think that it's going to be a mutual parting of ways after the season. But I don't it, think so. It is funny. They're getting the Bills and the Dolphins in consecutive weeks here. This comes three weeks after he's after Bill Belichick suffers the most lopsided loss in his history, and then a week later suffers the second most lopsided loss in his coaching history with New England, and the worst home loss in Patriots history. And then they lose to the Raiders. The Brian Hoyer-led Raiders, mind you. So, everything has been going wrong, terribly wrong, with Bill Belichick and the Patriots this year. The only thing that they did was manage to go ahead and beat the New York Jets. And even that took to the last play of the game. New York was alive until the very last snap. And in that game, you scored a whopping 15 points. The most points that the Patriots have scored this season in any game was week one against the Eagles. 20. Mm-hmm. They lost in an infuriating way against the Eagles. I would like to point out that Mac Jones hasn't thrown a touchdown pass this month. <laughs> well, Derek, yeah. Derek Henry has thrown a touchdown pass this month. Did you you saw before the this previous game with the Raiders, you saw the, the stat that the Red Sox had more, like, they had more runs <laughs> than the right. Patriots had points. In, yes. the, in, the, in the month of October, yeah. In the month, month of October, October and yes. the Red Sox only played one game. And they played one game, yep. Last yeah, game of the year, yep. Yeah, and that's what happens when your first three games, 20 points, 17 points, 15 points, in a win. And that's your September group. And then you put up three and zero. Mm-hmm. Hilariously bad against the Cowboys. Somehow even worse against the Saints. And then you drop one to the Raiders, where you actually score points this time. Good job. But now you're getting a Bills team that, even with all the injuries on offense, should be uh, on defense, should be more than enough for you to handle New England's offense. And this is going to be the get-right game for the Bills' offense. I, I complained about them in the first hour. This is the get-right game. Why? Because Josh Allen, over the past several years has gone ahead and 
toyed with Bill Belichick and made his defenses look like a bunch of fools. And then the second thing about this is, how often do we see the Bills offense put up three duds in a row? Almost never. Since the drought. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like the last time that I felt like the offense... Probably 2018, Allen's rookie year. I was going to... Yeah, probably, 2018 yeah. or the... And that would have... There was like a stretch in 2020 where they were just like not Man. getting in the end zone. Yeah. The, the Tyler Bass uh, sixth field goal game against the Jets. Yep. Yeah. I, remember I think that. that was like the only like real bad game on offense. And then even then, like 28, Allen's rookie year, it was the duds on offense were when... Yeah, I mean, he was a rookie, but like that was also when he was hurt. And they were starting Derek Anderson. Yeah, but Allen did have those duds, too. He did. He did. He did. But, yeah, no, the Patriots are just – they're a mess now. They're and a mess. Everything's going wrong. They're a mess, and they're going to continue and to be And listening a mess. to WEEI is like therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They have been. Oh, man, you hate to see it, guys. Hate you hate to see it. You hate to it's see gonna... it. Remember the wind game and all the the, the the art of war and Sun Tzu and Patriots shows going ahead and saying, oh, the Bills' reign, one-year reign in the AFC East is over. And it's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, man. You hate to, hate to see it. It's hate, gonna, hate to see. Couldn't happen to a worse fan base and, and oh, media group, right? Feels Could, so bad. Couldn't have happened to a worse place. Let me let me play the world's smallest violin. No, I'm not even gonna play a violin. Oh no. No, I'm not even gonna do it. They don't need it. They don't need it. Oh man. No, it's which, fine. We don't which clip? The world's smallest violin. No, oh. the the eleven month reign of the bills is over. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Let's play it right now. Do it. Come on. Right before the break. Who is let's it? Do it. Who's this again? Do you remember oh, this person's um, name? It was it was from NBC Sports Boston. I Michael Curran. No, right? it wasn't Michael Curran. Oh, okay. It was uh, shoot. I should know. I should know this. They were talking about Why? this. It was. Is it labeled? I mean, it's it's clip from Patriots from last year. That's what it's labeled as. Oh boy. <laughs> I know who it is. Like I could yeah. picture his face, but I can't picture the name. Okay, but yes, let's play the clip here. The 11-month reign of the Buffalo Bills is over. <laughs> it's over. Atop the AFC East, they're done. It was a Never nice, to return, man. Didn't even last a calendar year. We're they, done. Bye-bye. Again, they made them apply tongue to the hardened white turd on the playground <laughs> by pressing their head down onto it. And that's unfortunate for the Bills, and they don't want to talk about it. I can appreciate that. Dog! It was literally an act of God that stopped the Bills that day. There was a tornado going on. Not really, but it, was, it felt like Basically. It. Yeah. I mean, in the pregame, didn't Booger McFarlane get pushed off his chair? <laughs> 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 oh, man, New England, uh, you, you silly little gooses up in Boston. Guess oh, what? Oh, man, you guys are so funny. Guess You're so cute with your, uh, with your idea of how the wind was the way to... Uh, to stop the bills, and that was how the, uh, yes. the rain was over yes. before a year. You know what? You know what, New England? You are it's right. So adorable. You know what, New England? You are right. It takes Mother Nature to beat the Bills, not your not your team. Yeah, that's the only way they've beaten them in years. Just remember that, and including, just never to return, including perfection in the postseason, where the Bills scored every point that they wanted <laughs> to. <laughs> Not every point that they could have, that they wanted to. They took a knee on their final drive. That meant, now nah, we're done. 
You guys are so adorable. You guys are so you're, you're adorable. We're gonna keep laughing at the Patriots in, this ne in the next segment too. They're so adorable. Or we can flip a little bit to the Sabers, um, break down a little bit of things that have been going wrong. You know what? Yeah, we're gonna talk about the Sabers. Enough about the Patriots. They're goofballs. Uh, we'll talk some Sabers next as they take on the Islanders tonight. You're listening to WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I think we were inconsistent shift after shift. Thought we had some really good shifts, and then we would follow it back with a shift where we're on our heels, playing in the D zone, playing a little bit lazy, not supporting each other, and that's what happens when you play a skilled team is they're able to take advantage of some of the uh, breaks that you give them. They came out and worked really hard, and their forecheck was good. Breakout needs to be better. It's all five guys that need to be able to break the puck out. Sabres winger Alex Tuck talking about the frustrations of the Thursday loss to the Calgary Flames. Well, time to bounce back. We've got the Islanders yep. tonight at home. Goat head night. Return of the black and red to the ice. And all right, I'll admit something right now. Well, first of all, Sports Talk Saturday, Derek Kramer, Frank Arcuri, hanging out with you here for the next uh, 20 and change or so. And here's my here's my one issue. Ready? Let me hear it. Sky's not falling for me for the Sabres yet. Yes. If they get the doors blown off of them in the goat heads, I am now concerned. I mean, they've got to lose like 5-1 or something. Like, I'm talking doors get blown off. Nothing, have to be nothing looks good. Nothing looks good. We don't have any fun and it'd have to be a worse stud than the Rangers game. Yes, exactly. So that's when I'll be like, okay, maybe there's something to worry about because now the Usu vibes are even being beaten down. Usually I 
I like to at least look at a proper evaluation of a team, especially beginning of the year after the first like ten games or after the first after October. Yeah, but if the vibes are getting beat down, yeah, we got a problem. It, right, that's that's where it's like. <laughs> but then it's like, yeah, if that happens, and like realistically, what you said, like ten twenty games is usually a good barometer of like how things are actually going to start panning out for them. But for the vibes, if you lose in the goat heads and badly, yeah, um, because again. We know that it's not tied to a jersey. Come on. Uh, but at the same time, for the sake of our feelings, please win tonight. Please, please do. <laughs> I don't care how you do it today. Just do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just get two points. Get two points tonight. Doesn't matter how at this point to me. Because um, the Islanders are a tough team. They're always going to be that bog you down. And try the- to bore you. Try to slow things down to their game. Yeah. These are the game, but these are the teams you have to get ahead of. You have to lap them and get and get above them in standings if you want to make the playoffs this year. It's them. It's the Rangers. Tampa's in there, and you gave a point away in that game too. Oh, God. So, um, good. they got Ottawa. They got Ottawa coming up next week. Good to see the Rangers are. Con- I mean, the Islanders are continuing to be the most boring team in hockey. By the oh, way, they will never stop. Goal differential for them in eight games is eight to seven. Sounds about right. God. Yep. And they've and they're two zero and one. So they've won all but one of those, and have gotten a point in all three. Yeah, they lost uh, last cool. night to the to the Devils, and that was in overtime. Yes. Ugh. Great, great. Why do the Islanders do this? Uh, because they hate fun. I guess Lou Lamorello. Lou Lamorello, who was fun. also there in New Jersey when Jacques Lemaire was. Trapping. Yep. Lou Lamorello, you are the worst thing. No, you're not the worst thing to ever happen to hockey. We know who no, that we is. No, we know. We know who that we is. Know. We're not saying that name. We're not doing that today. Second worst? Among the worst. Top. He's top five. He, he's de- he definitely hates fun. He, de- he hates fun. He hates fun. He hates fun. Lou Lamorello hates fun. Um, Lou Lamorello drives in the carpool lane by himself. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, the Sabers he drives in the in the passing lane lane at the speed limit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lou Lamorello doesn't bounce the bouncy ball. No, he doesn't. Like it's there, he's holding it, he just doesn't. No. Nope. He just puts it on the table. Yep. And then leaves it. Yep. <laughs> Lou Lamorello hands out Neko wafers at Halloween. <clears throat> All right, let's actually talk about okay. this uh, Sabres team, though. Um, as much as I want to keep making fun of Lou Lamorello, um, the Sabres have some problems. Notably, line one has not acted like line one, and things have been jumbled around. Yes. That said, the line combinations today, I'm kind of digging them. They were, well, when we talked about it with Joe earlier, they're a lot, it's a we lot only reminiscent went through of two of them, really. Yeah, but it's a lot, it's a lot of reminiscent of what they saw. With what they had last season, so Tom, when Thompson got hurt and then he came and then he came back, he went on the Cousins line and on the wing. So it was Thompson Cousins and I believe Paterka, or no, I think it was I think it actually was uh, Greenway because Greenway was here was here too at the yes. time. Um, and then it was Paterk and then Paterka was with Quinn and Jost, mm-hmm. and now and you're seeing and Middlesex got bumped up. With Tuck and uh, Skinner. Yeah. 
So you're it, it's essentially almost exactly the same, except Quinn is out, Olafson is in. It's they they're they're going back to what they knew from last season did work when they had to make some changes. So that's good. That I so I do at least I do at least think that's good to see. Now, obviously, Benson's out tonight. He would have been if he wasn't if he wasn't injured. I'd imagine he'd have gotten in in the Olafson spot. So it would have been him with Jost and Paterka, which would have been I, I would have been I would have digged to see that. I would I do also would like to see at some point if Benson does stay, I would like to see him back up with Thompson and Skinner. Yes. Since we saw that we did see that in the preseason and we did see success. Honestly, here's my thing. So now for everyone that doesn't know, we'll read off the four lines and how they looked in yesterday's uh practice and how they're going to go in for tonight. Mm-hmm. Um Tage Thompson is centering Jordan Greenway and Dylan Cousins on his wing. Casey Middlestad has Alex Tuck and Jeff Skinner. JJ Paterka, Tyson Jost, Victor Olofsson, as Olofsson's going to draw into the lineup, obviously, with Benson being out today. Yes. Gergensen's Krebs Aposo is reunited once more. Yes. That fourth line's defensive. They can really handle things. We know what they can do. We know what they can do. Yeah. I do wish Peyton Krebs had a bit more of a middle six role on this team, but sometimes it just doesn't this look like been, it. This would have been, if knowing that they were going to do this, obviously with, they knew that this has worked last season. I would, at some point, like to see them even switch Krebs and Joes just yes. to give him some more offensive players. Obviously, I'd rather see Benson in that role than I'd rather Olsen. see. I'd rather see one of my best defensive forwards, though, with Victor Olofsson because that too. of the black hole that he creates defensively. Right, that's why. And that, that's why. But at, the, but at the same time, if next game on Monday against Montreal, and let's say Benson's good to play, you and you want to keep the lines the same, switch him and Olofsson, and then maybe even put Joes back with uh, Gergensen and Olafson, and give Krebs and Lee some more offense because I want to see more offense out of him. He's the I think he, he's somebody right now who I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. I know he's embraced this bottom six role, being the fourth line center, being a bit more defensive, but we know he's got that offense in him. We know he's an excellent playmaker. We know he can can contribute on the power play, and we can talk about the power play struggles as well. Um, I just feel like with all the other offensive talent coming up with Benz, with just with Benson right now, Savoy's gonna probably play games at some point when he's healthy. Quinn is gonna be back by probably the probably the start of twenty twenty four, and you've got guys like uh, Roseanne and Kulik down in Rochester, ready to come up at, at any point. At some point... A disappointing camp forwards. from the latter that I think Yuri Kulik was a very popular pick of yes. who can make it out of camp. Yes. But... But, no, I'm saying is, like, at some point, you, the team's going to see there's no more forward spots available. Yeah. Which they're already getting to now. They're already there. So, at some point, either you're keeping guys down in Rochester for too long, or... You got to make a trade. And I feel like unless Krebs shows more than what he has done now, he might be a guy who gets moved. Yes. And I think it would be for his benefit too, honestly. It might it, it, it might be. It might be. But I want to at least see if he can establish that himself first. So I'm not as worried about that. Um, I am very intrigued, though, about one thing. Greenway Paterka Cousins was your best line without a doubt. The other night, 
And it looks like Paterka and Cousins, as a duo, kind of woke up. Excuse me. Um, no, they had Krebs yes, last game. Yeah, you're, Excuse you've me. Been, Sorry you were thinking that. of um, Greenway uh, yeah. has been with Middlestat. Greenway was Benson. with Middlestat, yes. So Cousins and Paterka, though, as a duo, looked like they kind of woke up the minute that Victor Olsen was shaken off of their line. Yes. And I do think that there is something to hold weight to that. However, um, Jordan Greenway has looked like one of the more consistent forwards out there for he, them. Him and Middlesat have JJ Paterka really is already looking very solid. He's got yes. two goals on the year that actually leads the team so far through four games. But I am interested to see what he's able to do, though, with Tyson Jost. Yes. Um, I don't need to see him with Victor Olofsson anymore. No. We already know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, there was a lot of struggle and volatility there. Middlestat, Tuck, Skinner, we've seen bits of that last year. Hopefully that flashes again. Cousins with Thompson and Greenway. I think these line I think these line jumbos are to try to get more of the top guys going more. And I'm talking Skinner, I'm talking Tuck, and I'm talking Thompson. Yes. And primarily. I, they're that's the those are my the problem three guys. is Cousins they I agree with you, Cousins, Paterka Paterka's looked really good. That third middle set has looked great. Greenway has looked good. Cousins, he had a slow start, but now, but I think he started to get going a little bit. But it was those three of Skinner, Thompson, and Tuck that have not really been getting going. Skinner, obviously, he's got a he has that goal off a pretty pass from power. Tuck has not looked good at all, really. Yeah. Thompson, he hasn't scored at five on five. His only goal is on the power play. So they're the three that I'm looking that I need. They need to get going, and if splitting them up is the way to do it, then okay, yeah. let's see what happens. I, go, you go to something that works. Now let's see. Okay, do they get something going tonight? Yes, and hopefully they do get something going tonight. We'll have pregame starting at six o'clock here on WGR as Sabers and Islanders takes part at seven p.m. tonight. You'll be able to hear that here on the radio home of the Buffalo Sabers. WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back with the last segment to wrap things up in a pretty little bow. Up next on Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Final segment, Sports Talk Saturday. Derek Kramer, Frank Arcuri, Evan DiPasquale on the board and on your updates today. Thank you, Evan, for all that you did this afternoon for us here. So I didn't get to officially say who the booty cheek of the week was. And for the second straight week, we're going to end the show like this. Um, Real quick. First of all, thank you to our guests as well. Joe Yurden of Noted Hockey, Maintenance Day Podcast, as well as Greg Thompson, Cover One. You can listen to those segments on demand on our website at WGR550.com, or you can rewind up to 24 hours with the Odyssey app. So if you missed any of that today, go ahead, get on your phone, go ahead, rewind back in time, 
and hear me and Frank talk to our guests or hear me absolutely lose it because that was something that happened. You could find that in segment one. Thanks, Evan. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, um, the reason I got so mad is because of the booty cheek of the week. Uh, The booty cheek of the week was um, all of us for having to be subjected to uh, last week's game. Nobody had fun, nobody had a good time, and um, we were all worse off for it. That is the Booty Cheek of the Week. Everyone that had to watch the Bills and Giants. That turned out to be the actual Trombone Champ Jump of the Week. Who would have thought? Who would have thought Bills and Giants would be the worst game of the week? Anyway, let's hope that the Bills don't do that to us again. Sabres tonight against the Islanders, 6 p.m. pregame with Brian Koziel and Paul Hamilton hanging out with you there. Evan will be back, actually, to help out with that production as well. So he's got himself a nice, tough day. Um, And then he's back with me on Sunday morning, grinding it out. So got to give the props when they're there. Uh, That is to allude to Bill's pregame starts at 7 a.m. Breakfast with the Bills, one of two shows left of that kind this year. Both of them being being Patriots games is even crazier. That is crazy. So we'll laugh at the Patriots more in detail on Sunday morning. I'm going to get real awful about the Patriots. Evan and I will get in some Bill Belichick discourse probably. And we'll have some fun on a Sunday morning for you. But thank you to everyone that called, everyone that listened. Thank you to our guests. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Evan. I'm Derek Kramer. This has been the latest rendition of Sports Talk Saturday. I will not be in this chair next week. Nate Geary takes the old spot back. From Batavia Downs. (laughs) Damn, Frank. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Have a good weekend. Thank you, everyone, for listening to WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.